don't let anyone talk you out of your dreams. Never, never, never allow. Remember, the person that's trying to talk you out of your dream has quit on theirs. And never, ever, ever take advice from a quitter. Welcome back to The Modern Teenager, a podcast where essentially we interview adults to learn about them, to learn from them. So today on the show, we have a guy named Mitchell Akin. He's a 22-year-old entrepreneur, source of inspiration, very good friend of us. We know him and we trust him and we learn from him every single day. And he's a true leader that we can essentially take away from, right? Welcome, welcome, Mitch. Thank you for coming on the show today. So as Danny said... Um, he's a close friend to us. He's a trusted advisor. And most importantly, he's a mentor. He's given us countless priceless and valuable information and advice that we will live by. Um, so I want to start off with a couple of rap, uh, rapid fire questions. Um, Danny, I'll leave it up to you first, but uh, all of us are going to ask a couple of rapid fire questions and we're going to see how you respond. Awesome. So uh, first question, what was your first job? So the first thing I've ever made money on was teaching a dance lesson. Oh, wow. It started off with teaching an individual like couple when I was uh, getting a little older, I taught a dance lesson. And then the first official like thing that like entrepreneurial thing I've ever done was I started teaching a group of college students how to salsa. Okay. So what is something that you look for in a friend? What is something that I look for in a friend? First of all, principles. I, I very look for familial principles principles of loyalty, of trust, of, of certain unconditional love and un- unconditional principles that can't be broken. Okay. So what do you think is your greatest accomplishment? At this moment, I think the group that I created on Slack, the momentum that it is gaining uh, with some of the speakers that I have the ability to interview, some of the business opportunities that are arising from it, is the greatest, I think, business accomplishment that I've ever had, actually. On top of my greatest athletic accomplishment is by far winning nationals for ballroom dancing, which is the Ohio Star Ball, which is the biggest dance competition in the U.S. So what would you say is your greatest strength? My greatest strength is my ability to persevere. So um, you could, I, I'm very good at taking negative energy from people and people doubting me and hating me and using that as fuel and as fire and as uh, oil to uh, persevere through very, very difficult challenges where other people would definitely quit. Nice. Um, who's your favorite superhero? Who's my favorite superhero? It's a good one. I like Spider-Man. Hmm. That's, um, any, any particular reasons as to why? I just like, the, I really enjoyed the movie and just like, being able to just sling yourself through buildings of New York. I don't know. It's just very inspiring. I agree. I agree. Um, now, total change of face. What's the most regretful thing you've ever done? Regretful thing I've ever done. I was a little too hard. I overdid it with my, uh, my, uh, ex, my ex, ex-girlfriend uh, in terms of dancing. I, um, I sometimes, I wanted to win so badly and I wanted to get so good that I sometimes would push the boundary between what is healthy, um, healthy pressure to where I'm, I'm pushing somebody too hard. So I overdid it. I was a little too young and naive. All right. What's up, Mitch? Hi, it's Peter here. Also a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, in fact, I was named after him. What's your greatest weakness? 
My greatest weakness is I'm a very big picture thinker. So sometimes I miss small details that really matter. So I always try to surround myself with people that are able to be very detail oriented, which helps me because I'm such a global thinker. Got it. Would you like a million dollars up front or a million dollars staggered over to a year? Well, I mean, if, if it's guaranteed a million dollars right now or a million dollars over a year, I want to take the million dollars now because then I could use it immediately. Yeah, for sure. What's your estimated net worth at an age of 30? Um, I don't know. That, I don't really think of net worth like that. I mean, it depends. I don't know. Could be a dollar. <laughs> Maybe we'll be a billion. I have no, I, I don't know. I know one thing I'll try as hard as I can to build a great business. Yes, exactly. I appreciate that. All these financial metrics, if you're like, oh, by this age, I'm going to be worth this. And by this age, I think that's a huge mistake because um, you should have financial metrics. But when you have those very short term limits, it actually doesn't let your mind expand to where it needs to go. You get too focused on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, I, again, I have financial metrics for myself that are super important to me. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not like, oh, by 25, I must have this or no, I, I need to be around the right people that's what i need for sure Mm. awesome so now we're going to transition to the main two topics that we're going to hit in this podcast first just tell the audience about who you are and what do you want to share with the world about who mitch is just a quick life story age seven was put into ballroom dancing age 11 was on dancing with the stars uh then i had a goal to win one of the biggest dance competitions in the United States, the Ohio Star Ball. I did it. And then I, I didn't know, I didn't want to go pro. I wanted to change my life, went into real estate. Um, started realizing that I'm pretty good at the sales, communicating with people, uh, started learning about money, made, made a lot of money, uh, for, for the age that I was in, learned about the whole, uh, tax system, the way business works. Then I went into the Leslie E-Lab, competed at a hackathon, learned how to pitch to investors. And at the end, I worked at Notel, which was uh, Edward Shindorovich's company, and learned about how a good startup functions with different, um, with different parts of the company, sales team, legal team, product management team, right? Finance team, right? Uh, acquisition team. So, um, and then after that, well, this whole, the world exploded with COVID-19, with everything that's happening. And I, I decided to connect the people that I'm very close to. And I, I know a lot of different industry leaders and through this connection of these people, a lot of incredible opportunities have arisen. Mm -hmm. That's totally valid. I think um, first to just sort of hit upon like what type of person you are right now, what type of person are you right now? And what type of person do you want to evolve to be in the future? Take us through that process the dreams that are within me. I, I, I'm, I've never been satisfied. I'm always playing catch up. So like, I always thought like the moment I like get really good at dancing, I've made it. Then I got good at dancing and I felt like uh, I felt good for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So like, I actually think the, the journey of it is you're never satisfied. It's, it's a con- the goalpost just constantly moves. You achieve one thing. It's, it's this never ending process of you changing towards the person that you deemed to be great. And when you get to that person, you want to change more. So I just like want to look back at my life at 80 and be like, I went after every single thing that I honestly, truthfully had a passion for and dream for. And I went at it as hard as I can. 
Um, that I, I agree. Like that's super similar uh, to the conversations we've had in the past. I remember like you've, you kept talking about mama and mamba mentality and it's like, why be happy with what you have now? You can keep going for more. You can keep driving for more. I've also, I also know you've talked about like the idea of uncertainty and how you deal with it and how like you love it. So um, with COVID-19 as well, uh, how do you feel about it now? What do you think you can do in the future with it? In my life, even with it, a lot of things were always uncertain. Like I didn't know, like I, I went to New York, my partner went, the coach, like uh, I, I, there was a lot of different uncertainties, but the, I've always been, I've always had a certain certainty in my ability and passion to compete when it came to sports. Like that, that I, I always knew that I could lace up my dance shoes and I, and I could compete. Like I could, oh, I always have, you cannot take that. No one could take that away from me. You cannot take my confidence away. You cannot take my, my will, my grit, my uh, ambitious desire to win. You can't. And um, you cannot take my ability to come back from failure. So the, actually in the mix, the reason I like uncertainty so much is actually on, on the underpinning of it is I'm certain in certain principles within me which gives me an advantage in terms of competition against other people who are uncertain because they're uncertain within themselves. So in a competitive sense, when things are uncertain, I become even more certain with myself and my principles. Cause I keep proving to myself that it's the right principles in the form of the external world. I mean, I guess like, how do you find that balance? Right. Cause obviously taking in so much negativity can't just be like mentally healthy. Right. Like how do you deal with that balance? The amount of times that I've failed in my life, I've been laughed at. I mean, there people thought I was crazy sophomore year. Like, uh, I was, like, running around making videos. People talk shit about me. Um, dancers, you'll never make it. So I I came to a point where I enjoy I, – I, like, secretly kind of like it. Even though, like, I, I like attention. I like, I like being, like, right, a star. Like, I, I like that feeling. But I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I need that. Like, anything somebody says, anything somebody does – I take it personally. I do not take it. Not, I, I remember it. Sometimes they don't even know that I remember it. So I take any new and I use it as motivation. That's my way. I, I need that. I need that. Like, I like it. So you said something, uh, you're underpinning, like you're trying to get like great secret, right? I like it. Um, something you said under your breath without you even knowing, but it came from within, right? Some feeling you had. I use every single little thing that somebody has as a negative towards me as a form of offense. So there's this good quote that uh, I really love by Robert T. Kiyosaki. Uh, failure defeats losers, but failure inspires winners. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. I, I got very lucky with a group of family and certain friends within my community where there's an unconditional love. So I, I could fail out in the real world. I could, I could just completely bust out, like, be a, but I could always come home and my parents will love me. So that safety net for me, honestly, is, is extremely, I, I feel fearless because I always have a place to go where I'm loved, right? Which is super important. And then on top of that, um, I literally taught, I injected so much negativity, uncertainty, fear, all those emotions, because I was trying to do things that were very different than normal kids. And then by proving to myself and seeing the reactions to how they responded to me, like succeeding at certain things. I started understanding the people that are actually like talking all this crap, they're actually the ultimate losers because they're hurting within themselves. So that's why they take the time to try to bring somebody else down. So yeah, so try to stay away from those people. 
to go off of Danny, is there any specific, like, as you said before, like complete bust or failure that you've had? And how has that like hardened you into the person you are today? Came to a dance competition where I was supposed to make the final and I got second to last. Oof. Just completely busted out. Every, the competitors were laughing at me. I hated it in the moment. I was embarrassed. I wanted to run away. I wanted to, I wanted just to sink into the ground. I got booed at in a, uh, you, guys, you guys know, like the high uh, assemblies. We had an assembly in middle school. And I came out and I was just like this super genuine kid with like blue braces. I couldn't speak. I had no confidence. Um, I had a little bit of acne. I, I looked weird. Um, I didn't look like a confident kid and I came out and I'm like, Hey guys, I love to dance. And I got booed. So uh, I remember all that. And I, in the moment I hated it, but, but I love it. Cause they, it turned into a certain passion, turned into a certain feel. It turned into, I started learning. So I, I literally taught myself how to use it as motivation. Thank you. So going off to a separate topic, um, the reason why somebody is able to enjoy the shade today is because somebody grew a tree um, 10 years ago. What is the tree you want to build and you want to plant today that people can enjoy 10 years in the future? That is a fabulous question. That is a great, great question. So the answer to that question is I want to help a lot of people. I really do. I enjoy, I enjoy helping people. So I'm starting to look at what are my natural like strengths? Right. I could start, I could teach this perseverance mentality, this mamba mentality that should live on. This it should never, that is transfusable through everything we do business. So everything I do, doesn't matter what I do. I'm competing like in the business world, which is trying to create a product or service to go monetize it in the marketplace. I want the principles of my mentality of who I am to truly express it to other people and have them take whatever they can from what I have and use it in their own way to go achieve their own success. Thank you for that. There's a lot to unpack there. And um, now we're gonna transition to our next topic. So the overall arching topic that we want to cover now is like, how do we take your advice and how do we implement it in our lives? And how do we learn from this? And especially like with pandemic that's going on, what do you think is gonna happen to us specifically, right? The education system, how we interact, can you give us your thoughts on that? Yes. So I'm going to hit the education system first. I, I think education will have a lot of changes. I think the ability to learn how to speak with humans, your, your ability to actually EQ, right? Your, your emotional intelligence will become much more valuable because as COVID-19 just increased automation, like it was happening, but it's going to happen even faster. So actual memorization, uh, complete technical skill sets, they, they won't be as valuable in the next five to 10 years, right? So your ability to think creatively, your ability to think outside the box, your ability to be different, your ability to relate to many different human beings and try to show them your understanding of a certain topic will be of most value. And I think the educational system will change to try to harness those strengths because I don't think the educational system does anything in terms of teaching you uh, EQ characteristics, which it should. So building a little bit off of that, um, a certain American entrepreneur, Jim Ron, said that formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. What do you think he was referring to when he said self-education? Self-education is, I think, num number one, of course, reading books, educating yourself in fields is very important. But I think the, mo the ultimate, the ultimate education is from experience. 
when you go into a system that you don't know and you could talk to people and quickly figure out how the actual system, every success has a certain system. There, there's a, it's systems of people working together, right? So when you could go into a system and figure out how that system works, how it functions, right? You need to be able to have EQ. You need to be able to relate to people. You need to be able to understand people. You need to be able to understand different cultures, right? And you need to be able to speak with people effectively to have a conversation where they could express to, to you what you want to hear and you could express to them what, they, what, what they're trying to understand from you. So I think communic communication, communication, communication. So you were talking about um, success. Every, everything has like a, a system to success. And, what, and what, so what's, what's your system of success specifically and what do you think you should do to achieve it? For me, a lot of the success that stemmed from my life is, is, is uh, exactly what I just said. I'm, 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 I won't say something that I haven't done. So communication, 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 understanding people, relating to people, giving people opportunity where you see that somebody has a great passion, but they don't know where to put it. Then you could find that vehicle for that person. They could truly express that passion, right? Being able to relate to, for me, everything that's ever good happened, happened with a array of very different people. Me trying to understand their perspective, them being very open-minded. My dancing, for example, it took me a long time to find the right coach, but I never stopped until I did. I had a lot of coaches, but it took time for me to find my system of success, which is me back talk, the whole training staff, somebody who took care of my, like, everything. There was a system. There was people involved there. No one ever on this planet has ever been successful ever at like the highest of level by themselves. I totally agree. Meet people. So when, if you're like, Oh, I'm introverted. I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, good. Well, I mean, just, so then just put on your shirt. I'm introverted. I don't want to speak to anybody. Have you ever heard of a company ever built on this planet without lots of people working on a task together with and different people? You need different people. So, um, Again, people and communication, people and communication. That, 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 that's my answer. I guess following up on that, like we now know what you think of success. So how do you recommend us to implement your values in our own lives, right? Because we're teenagers. We're trying to chase success. We don't know what that is. We don't know ourselves. So what, what do you recommend to us who are trying to learn? How do we grow in general, right? Like how do we achieve the success you're talking about? Number one, you got to figure out what your passion is. You got to figure out what you love to do. And it's okay not knowing that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. So then your new passion is figuring yourself out, right? So you're, you're, so, you're so young. You got like all, you have all of college in front of you. 22, like I'm like, I'm a baby in the grand scheme of the world. For the next three years, I could go try out a hundred different things. I don't like, somebody else got a job. They work for three years. Great. I'm going to figure me out. Because in the long run, if I figure me out, I will win. I believe in me. And that's the best person to believe in. Because no one could take the belief in me away from me. No one can. I feel it inside of me. So I would be, be building internal confidence within yourself. right? So doing things outside the box. Say something and then you do it. Starts building this trust within you. And you start believing. And that belief is very contagious. So I think step one in the journey to success for anybody is internal self-confidence. What are you good at? And how do you go prove that to yourself in the real world? You, you got It has to be externally validated or else it's just in your body and you don't, you're, you're actually going to start doubting it. 
because it, you need to be able to think something and then go get it. You need to, you need to literally go grab it out of the marketplace, the real world. So that's what I would do. I'd start building that relationship within myself. And I, I was doing that unconsciously when I was dancing. I have a totally different question now. Let's do it. We, us, this team, this podcast squad, this community, this network, we're in the process of applying to college, applying to think about higher education, right? In what ways do you think that higher education is going to essentially change for the better, for the worse, not change? Like what things are going to stay constant and what things are going to radically alter after this COVID-19 pandemic is over? The way I'm going to answer this is in a couple of parts. So number one, you have the economics of college, which is you have a bunch of college uh, students with a ton of debt that take a lifetime to pay off. I think that system, everyone's already fully aware it's rigged. It's busted. It's not going to, you're not going to, kids are not going to be coming out with a hundred, two hundred thousand $200,000 worth of debt at six, 7% interest. That just, that just doesn't work anymore. So again, I, I think middle tier schools are going to be in trouble in, in huge trouble. I, 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 and I'm learning about this space um, I'm, as we speak. Um, again, I think, the social experience, that's important because I would never meet the friends that I have right now if I didn't have college. But again, w- will people be going into the same debt to have that social experience? That's no. So I actually believe um, higher education, like schools like Harvard, I think their tuitions are going to go up. That's my opinion. I think a lot more wealthier kids are going to try to be jamming into those schools. And I think middle tier schools are going to go bankrupt. So that creates a huge vacuum of opportunity of different forms of education um, where the entire educational system will be changed. And I am researching that right now. I'm, I'm thinking about it very heavily. Um, and I think a part of this will be learning about culture, communication skills, relating to people. Because as automation happens at the speed it speeds that it's happening, um, the value of ideas of how to use technology, value of ideas of how to connect with people at different levels, right? Ideas, thinking, humanity, different cultures, an understanding of people, being open-minded. Those will be the most valuable skills that you could learn. All right. Thank you for that. So just to wrap things up, in a world of inaction, of insufficiency, and a lack of solutions, Mitch, I'm confident to say, is a true entrepreneur happy to work, addicted to the drugs of failure because the thrill of writing the high of success makes it all worth it. Yes. So with the mindset of, I will make it, maybe not immediately, but absolutely, but definitely, and sacrificing when others won't work to outwork his opponents, master of his own soul, boss of his own dreams, king of his own goals, without a doubt, you will inspire generations upon generations of students. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Guys, don't let anyone talk you out of your dreams. Never, never, never allow. Remember, the person that's trying to talk you out of your dream has quit on theirs. And never, ever, ever take advice from a quitter. Ever. They quit. So if they quit on their dreams, they could quit on anything. Thank you, guys. This was an awesome experience. Thank you for everything you've done for us, Mitch. Well, no, I'm there for you guys.